Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I want to welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast because she is an amazing woman and an amazing contributor to the health industry. Her name is Amy Lee. She's the founder at Dance for Healing, a graduate of the Singularity University program of health entrepreneurs. She's done so many things. At Dance for Healing, they use technology and behavior design to build a telehealth platform for music and dance. Her story as a cancer conqueror has created just a platform for others to be able to overcome adversity in their health conditions. Some of the things that they've done is they've been a top five semifinalist for Pfizer's Advancing Care for NBC Patients Challenge. She's done a second prize finish for Partners Connected Health Fit Mind Challenge, Stanford Medicine X Healthcare Design. She got an award there. So the list is long of awards that she's done here with this company. But she's also a board of directors at Humanity Plus. It's an international 501c nonprofit dedicated to developing knowledge about science, tech, and social changes. She's very, very interested in influencing health. And I want to open up the microphone to Amy to fill out any of the gaps that I missed in the intro. Amy, what a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah. No, I think you did a great job of introducing me. The only thing might make me sound a little bit more nerdy is I actually graduated from Singularity University, which is a social entrepreneurship program in NASA for those who are curious about space and astronauts and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I think there's definitely an interest across many of those, the listener base. And folks, I've had a chance to connect with Amy. She's definitely nerdy, but nerdy in a really cool way. And so, Amy, you know, one of the things that I like to ask our guests is, is what got you into medical sector to begin with? Yeah, life is crazy. I never thought I will, but mm-hmm. um, cancer changed my life. I have stage four cancer um, halfway through this program I just mentioned in NASA. And so I had a very successful corporate career. And at one point, I started to realize that I was making way too much money for large corporations and not very fulfilling. And so I decided to apply for this uh, social entrepreneurship program in NASA, and I was offered a full scholarship. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out and change the world. So I got to NASA, and but it was too late. Uh, the amount of stress that I suffered from, the corporate stress from my last job, which is a, a pretty abusive boss, and and then, you know, just personal relationship falling off and all kinds of dimension of stress in life just really kind of take a huge toll in my health. So even though I made it to NASA, finally, it was too late. So I was excited that I finally was spending time with people from 36 countries and inspiring entrepreneurs and, and leaders who want to change the world. Then I got very sick and I literally was sort of... <laughs> being given no choices other than able to survive and, and make a differences in this area that I really feel I can share it uh, with my personal story. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Amy. And, and it sounds like just the stress and the turmoil 
just kind of got you out of corporate world. And just as you were making the transition, it's when you got cancer, you defeated it though. And from that, you've developed a springboard for others to do the same. And uh, I had a chance to see the program that she has listeners. It's Dance for Healing, where you dance. And she's got some algorithms in there that see how, how your mood is. And it's just a really cool program that you put together. Very innovative, Amy. As you work to reach out to people to adopt your technology in general, what would you say every health leader needs to be thinking about today? I would say the first thing is practice the empathy and understand who your users are and really put yourself into their shoes and understand what's their motivation, not yours. What kind of their day-to-day journey, what kind of struggles they have to go through, where they're trying to go from one spot to the other, and really kind of dive into what they're dealing with and what problem they're trying to solve for them. And once you understand their journey, and then you can provide a better intervention or whatever you want to make a difference, you know, in which part of their journey. That's a really great topic, Amy. And what is it that your patient is feeling? And think of it in terms of their perspective. I think that's how Amy put together her current offering at Dance for Healing. Maybe, Amy, you know, obviously you you showed me the program. I'd love if you could just share with the listeners what Dance for Healing is and, and how it works and, and how you've been able to improve outcomes with it. Yeah, sure. So Dance for Healing is an AI-powered tele-exercise platform designed to bring exercise, fitness, uh, music, dance, and art. Most importantly is the community support to your house. For patients like myself, who oftentimes struggle with isolation, loneliness, you know, due to chronic conditions or aging. We are a behavior intervention company. And what's unique about us is we combining AI and behavior design. So we gather the most relevant data that will help you cultivate healthy behavior change and we also match you to a buddy, kind of like you have many patients. Mm-hmm. And the buddy that we match you to is based on all kinds of dimensions of data that we gather based on your preference data, as well as uh, compatible personality types. And we also track your real-time emotions. And based on the emotions, we can recommend instant interventions of the music and dance that will make a difference. And it's super interesting. So Amy talked about tracking emotions. And as you move in front of this camera, which is basically, it's your camera on your laptop. And there's this little tracker that follows your face. And then it could tell if you're sad or if you're happy. And, uh, you know, I tried competing against Amy on this thing. And there's no, I don't, I've never met anybody as happy as she is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was having a hard time to make my sass go go up. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we had a blast there. But yeah, what a, what a great way to help intervene and give patients a dance routine, a social environment to do better. And with the platform, I, I understand you're just, beginning to do some pretty amazing things. And you're also working on some different projects too, right? You're putting together a new online magazine? Yes, right. So, Saul, did you know creative arts will be improve quality of life for cancer patients by 50%? I did not know. And reduce pain by 59%. Really? Yes. And actually, dancing also reduces the dementia by 76%. Dementia? 
Yes. Wow. It, yeah, which autumn is eventually going to cost one in three dollars in our Medicare money. And then the other research data indicating from a 48,000 patient study in Australia is dancing also reduced cardiovascular death by 46%. Wow. Yeah. Insane statistics, Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And the 21 year study indicating the dancing reduced risk of dementia was a study uh, published in New England Journal of Medicine and actually tracks walking, biking, golf, tennis, swimming, listening to music, solving puzzles, reading and writing. And then it turns out dancing is the only physical activity shows the result reducing risk of dementia in the highest by 76%. I wonder, does it say why? Yeah. So can you guess why or do you want me to tell you? <laughs> hmm, I, yeah. Why don't you tell me? That's, it's, it's, I'm definitely wondering about it. I don't, I'm not sure why. Yeah, so they said it's a tribute to rapid fire decision making. Oh. Um, yeah, so huh. imagine your left side of your brain, your logical side is doing mathematic calculation of the musical beats and one, two, three, one, two, three, four. In a split a second, you have to transfer that signal to your hands, your fingers, to every single part of your body, and you need to use your body to counting the same mathematical beats mm-hmm. and optimistic, expressive you know, your own, whatever, Gangnam style. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So (sighs) that intensive amount of decision-making on the fly, yet it's so much fun that you didn't realize you're thinking so hard. You just keep going. And there's even the other side of your brain, right? Your left side where you're, you got to be creative and change it up. Exactly. So stimulate both your left side and the right side brain. Super interesting. And you know, so my wife and I did salsa lessons for a year. And after our lessons, Amy, just to your point, we'd be dancing, but I would feel my brain. Like I feel like I was working out my brain too. Yeah. Well, in addition to the brain benefits, it also, you know, released oxytocin and serotonin, you know, which hmm. is oxytocin is love chemicals, right? To build mm-hmm. trust and bonding. So dancing have validated results to improve relationships among couples. Uh, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. One time I was in exponential medicine, we were in the demo booth and my neighbor uh, is a Indian engineer who's typical, a little bit nerdy, wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. And then during the break, he came by and he was like, I know this works because me and my wife been married for five years. And the first year we took a dance classes to get her. And I think that make a huge difference. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's really interesting. And What's fascinating is the statistics behind it. You know, it's uh, very, very interesting to know that it's so beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And so this is why I decided to, after finally, after five years, I decided to turn my last five year creative writing into a book. The title is Stage Four. And I'm also launching huh. a web magazine, stage4.org, so stageiv.org to educate the public about hmm. these published medical research. And we also want to feature inspiring stories, both from patients like me, as well as caregivers. And then we wanted to offer healthy living tips and tools and share the published medical research and also innovative solutions. Wow, super cool. Amy, you're so giving. You've done so much with Dance for Healing, and now you're, you're just taking your learnings and your packaging them in a different way that will help reach even more people. What would you say your biggest and proudest moment to date is so far? 
wow, <laughs> that's a hard one to ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the proudest moment is probably this little love play that uh, our first launch party. Uh-huh. So our Dance for Healing launch party, we do a lot of bonding exercise. Both we match patients to buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the exercises we do is a love play exercise where mm-hmm. you put a paper plate in the back of people's shirt and then you just walk around and talk to someone for a few minutes and you write something nice about them. In in my room right now, <laughs> I had this love play. People play have these little nice codes that my patient wrote for me, like what you do will really change my life. And then, you know, you're such an inspiring person. I really appreciate your kindness, you know. You know, these things that just really makes me happy. There's good days and there's always down days, right? So I, right. Have, I have this love plates remind me of... Actually, you know, what's really interesting is at a point in my life where this is 2016, where I had a scare, cancer might have returned. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I had a, uh, they found a focus enhancement in my brain, like five millimeter. Mm-hmm. And then it took them a long time to figure out it wasn't cancer returning. And so while I was going through all these different tests and, you know, skins and pet skins and different things. And one day in the middle of the night, I was walking in my kitchen and then I was just, I was really sad, you know, just like mm-hmm. feel down. Yeah. All of a sudden it just hits me like, wow, if I die, I actually could probably say I did change a few people's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just hits me like, oh my yeah. God, like I could literally claim that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what did that make you feel? That make me feel it's probably meaningful what I do and I'm yeah. following my heart. And we had an awesome patient's uh, videos, you know, and whenever I saw the video and I see how happy they are, it reminds me, it grounds me, you know, because mm-hmm. we're an entrepreneur, especially when you have a focus on social impacts, it's hard. It's not easy. And trying to innovate in their large <laughs> bureaucratic healthcare system. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing to do, especially for someone like me who's back mostly in tech, in innovation, in internet technology. It's very, very different. So there'll be good days, there'll be down days. But my patients are really the one that keeps me going. Yeah. I love it. That's a great story, Amy. The love plate. And, <laughs> you know, listeners, think about what Amy just said. You know, she, she was at the pits of her experience and she found that light, that fire when she thought about the lives that she changed. And it's that impact that we can have as contributors and leaders in health that makes it all worth it. And putting this love plate where it's visible, this is a great technique that you can do too, listeners, whether it be a love plate or something that reminds you about your purpose. Put it in front of you. Don't keep it in a binder. Don't just keep it in your head. Put it front and center because when you need it most, it's going to be there to remind you why you're here and what you're doing. So really appreciate you sharing that, Amy. Yeah, and what's nice about this exercise is meaningful for all the patients attending this program. And so everybody go home with a lab plate. Love it. They can save it. They put it on a wall, whatever they want. And on the down days, they have something to hopefully pick them up a little bit. I think it's great. And as leaders in health, we got to do more to love on ourselves. We do a lot for loving others. If we are running with an empty tank, there's no way we could love others. So this is a great message from Amy. 
listeners, leaders, love yourself and you'll be more full to be able to love on others to make this health system even better. Would you agree, Amy? Yeah, that's so beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Oh, I love it. And so right now you're focused on building out this new book, this content. What would you say one of the key areas of that work that you're doing now is, is that gets you mo- most excited is? One of the key areas about the book, the magazine, or the mm-hmm. Either one, if, if uh, you pick one. Well, so the book in the web magazine would serve as the educational component of my company and not only raise awareness of the power behind creative arts little be, and also establish our expertise, you know, in creative arts little be. I wanted to create a web space where when people curious out, oh, what's creative arts little be? It's not so scattered right now. Like, you know, we have to dig a lot to gather all these 85 research papers, but there's a dedicated space with not only the publishing medical research, not only the expert's voice, but also patient stories, caregiver stories. And then, you know, put them into concrete healthy living tips and tools where people can practice every day, you know, remind them to be mindfulness about their bodies and so love we're so just talking about, right? In a lot of sense, you know, listen to music, you know, doing dancing or smile, all of these are a huge part of your self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm hoping the web magazine were able to serve those purpose because I spoke often in conferences, you know, and when I ask like, how many people like music, I tend to be like, you know, 90% or something. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, how many like dance? And maybe <laughs> like, it varies. Like, it could be like 50 to 70 and depends on the audience. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, did you know, like, you know, if I throw out one of the data, the whole room is silent, always silent. Yeah. So you see there's a huge gap in totally. there. Really make a difference. I raise awareness. And then the other one, obviously, is provide the solutions that we built at Dance for Healing, you know, which is a, a live video uh, platform that 24-7 available to, you know, individual users, regardless of their, uh, you know, location, you know, time, they can dance with anybody, anyone, anywhere. We provide a buddy matching and they can also do it themselves. And so just wanted to increase the ability by providing these pre-recorded dance video and the buddy matching. We follow BJFAX model. So this is one way we can increase the ability. And uh, the other component BJ emphasized is put hot trigger in front of motivated people. And so what we do is, you know, we don't create motivation for people. We do the empathy study to understand what their motivation are. So a patient might want to like, I want to see my kids growing up. I want to go travel with my husband. So by educating them, doing more dancing, all this publishing medical research, you know, you can actually see your kids growing up. You can actually spend more time with your husband. That way we help them bridging the gaps. You know, we help them see how they can get to their motivation. And we bring in the most effective behavior trigger, which is human support. If you're in a team, so we have group classes, both in person and online, and you're more likely to accomplish your goal, but you really excel when you have a buddy. And that's where the the beauty of buddy matching comes in. We do patient-to-patient match, caregiver-to-caregiver match, and also intergeneration matching. I think that's super cool. And just keep doing what you're doing. You're playing in the space that is outside of the four walls of, of health care. And, uh, and really, it's the wellness space. And I think it's, it's just a great opportunity for 
you to continue to pump out the great things that you're putting together. And it'll be a good funnel to give value to people and show them the way to dance for healing, which is, which is, I think will be the ultimate way to stay healthy and get healthier. Right. And so one of the things I also like to share as part of our effort to raise awareness of the medical research uh, behind creative arts delivery. I recently shared my story at a conference and this gentleman came up to me and he said, I'm a producer for PBS uh, a show, American Health Journal, which is the longest health show on TV. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've been asked to do four documentary a year and I'm very touched by your story. I'd like to do a documentary about your story. And so we are currently looking for underwriters who can mm-hmm. benefit from eight minutes of air time to the 117 million audience worldwide. The film will be aired at least 21 times. And if you know any corporations or philanthropy arms or foundations or individual you know, philanthropists who wanted to share the story and also help us raise awareness of the power of creative arts ability. So, you know, we can really bridging art in healthcare. So artists won't be starving, patients can benefit, healthcare costs will be reduced and everybody, you know, can benefit from it. I love it. And so listeners, if you happen to be somebody interested in that, you can reach out to Amy. She'll provide her info at the end here, but you can also check her stuff out at danceforhealing.com. It's dance, the number four, healing.com. And you'll find links to the things that she's up to as well as a contact form there. But getting here to the end, Amy, what I want to do is build a leadership course on what it takes to be successful in health today. The 101 of Amy Lee. And I've got four questions followed by a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yep. Okay. What's the best way to improve health outcomes? Be empathy. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Trying to build things out of your head or out of your little organizations with inside without talking to the users. How do you stay relevant as an organization in health despite constant change? I think you do need to have a whole landscape of the big picture, right? Not only including all stakeholders, like, you know, patients and policymakers, and also trying to understand how to innovate. That's all come with whole dimensions. Love it. And finally, what's one area of focus that should drive everything in your organization? I would say human-centered design. Behavior strategy is also really important, uh, which is you know, our guiding principles. And I think it should be for many organizations. Awesome. Amy, what book and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners? <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Tech Radio Hour. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm a regular NPR listener. And then the books, um, I really love deep work. Uh, we, we wanted to learn how to increase your productivity. And also Give and Take by Adam Grant is a great book for leaderships. Excellent. Deep Work by Cal Newport. So, Amy, this is really great. Listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Lee. That's Amy's last name, L-I. And you're going to find all the show notes as well as links to the books that she recommended, her company, and all the other things that we've discussed. Amy, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought 
And then the best place that the listeners can get a hold of you. Yeah, sure. So at Dance for Healing, we are actively looking for partnerships to help us scale. So this year, our focus is funding itself. So, so if you feel there's potential collaboration opportunities for what you do or other people, or other organizations that you know that might be a good partner for us, please let us know. And then for the web magazine, we are setting up an expert voice interview series. And so if you know anybody who could tell a good story in any of the four sections or contents, please let me know. Uh, we're also looking for content partners. If you are already, um, you know, have a focus in this area and have the content that you like to co-share, please contact me. We will link it back to your site and help you promoting your contents as well. Um, as long as they are uh, mission aligned with what we wanted to promote. And then please, you know, anybody, uh, you know, make my story, uh, Dream come to <laughs> PBS is my favorite station. So if I can have my story shared through PBS, and I think we can really make a huge difference and raise awareness of the power of creative arts delivery. And so more people can benefit. My email is fairly easy. It's amy at danceforheating.com. Dance number four healing.com. You can also find Dance for Healing in most of their social medias. The only thing that is Facebook, it's F-O-R because Facebook does not allow number for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everything else is dance number four healing. Gotcha. Really great stuff, Amy. This has been a lot of fun. I think the listeners will definitely be inspired by what you just shared today. And we're looking forward to just keep up with you and see the amazing things that you continue to improve patient lives. So thank you so much for making the time to be with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 